This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Well, go check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and today I am excited to be joined by one of my low-key favorite Bravo lebs. He has been on the screen for over a decade now. Please welcome Reza Farahan. What's up, Dylan? I am so excited to have you here. I feel like we have lots to catch up on, lots to talk about, and I want to hear, you know, what you've been up to because it's it's been a minute now since we've seen you on Bravo, unfortunately. A hot minute it has been. <laughs> so I want to get it before we get into maybe the current stuff. I want to talk about your journey on Shaws of Sunset a little bit because like I said earlier this year marked 10 years since the show premiered, which is just a wild journey that you guys have been on over the last decade. Can you just talk to me a little bit about how the experience overall, when you look back on it, has been for you? What a profound question, man. You're like <laughs> getting me to go deep from the gate, Dylan. What We're going to mention trying, it all. Trying to make me, are you trying to get me to cry? Oh, um, my God. So looking back, honestly... I remember telling my castmates that if I got us the same number of seasons that Jersey Shore got, that like I did what I needed to do. Like, please let us be on the air long enough to show America that Middle Easterners, just like Greeks or, you know, people from Latin countries, like we have the same cultural experience. The rituals may look different. But if you give us enough time, we'll show you that we're like, we're just the same. And I felt like this dual, I wanted to be a success because Middle Easterners, you know, other than the Kardashians had never really, and I don't think they identify as Middle Eastern, mm. um, had never been on the air. So, and I was gay and like, I felt like this responsibility. So I was really looking at it as, time to be on the air to just show other gay Middle Eastern people that look at my family. They love me. They accept me. Look at my friends. They love me. They accept me. And this can and is normal and it should be accepted as opposed to like countries, you know, like in the Middle East where being gay is forbidden and punishable by death. Absolutely. And I I think I've heard you talk about how Growing up when you did and being in, you know, L.A., it wasn't being Persian or being from Iran wasn't something that was, you know, an easy thing there. People had a lot of negative connotations with that. And it was a tough time just with what was going on in the world and that that has changed in a lot of ways. And I think your show has helped show people kind of the the cultural experience and how beautiful of a thing it can be. That is what I hold on to when, 
you know, you get a phone call and it's like, okay, we're done. Thanks for your time. Bye. You know, you still have those amazing things to look back on and feel like, wow, I remember all the people that hit me up while we were on the air who said like, listen, my cousin came out because of you. My dad was cool when my brother came out because of you. We speak openly about sexuality at the dinner table because Shaws of Sunset opened the door for us and gave us that little entry. So I have all of that to hold on to. And I literally feel like if I don't do a lot of great things the rest of my life, whatever piggy bank I had to invest in for like good karma, Dylan, there were kids at Beverly Hills High School, my alma mater, that had my phone number. Like they hooked, we linked up on Facebook before there was Instagram and they would hit me up on days in school where it was too much for them to bear. And like they needed someone a little further down the road from them to say, listen, that happens in that vacuum and you'll leave and none of those people will matter to you. Like keep your eye on the, you know, and I saw them through their high school and college experience because we were on the air that long. Mm. Like that's what I got to do. So there's so much that I hold special because of being on the air and, you know, participating in Shaws of Sunset. That's amazing. And I think it's it's cool that you can kind of separate that. Obviously, you guys had, you know, lots of drama, lots of messy moments or whatnot kind of noise in the time that you in nine seasons, a lot of that went on, but that you can kind of separate out like there was this other positive impact just from you being on the screen and being yourself and not being apologetic about that, that really, you know, going back however many years like that, it was kind of groundbreaking. Yeah, I had this really very special experience that was so personal, Dylan, in West Hollywood. I was exiting the Starbucks and I heard this screech of a car and this black Mercedes S-Class that looked like it had been doused in olive oil. It was gleaming. This beautifully well-manicured older Middle Eastern man who smelled magnificent from afar with a gold Rolex, like super wealthy, like just from visually inspecting him as he was walking towards me, I could smell the money. And he's like, Reza, I love you. You are my favorite character on the show. And it happened so fast. I was on the phone. Like I heard the screech. He stopped in the middle of traffic. He got out. He hugged me. He gave me some love. We took a quick selfie. While I like put the phone down that I was on, I smiled with him. He got back in his car and he left. And I kept walking and he was probably in his mid to late 70s. And I thought to myself, what appeared to me as a heterosexual 70 plus year old Middle Eastern man that like in my family would think, you know, maybe archaically or like caveman style, his favorite character on the show is the gay one. That's groundbreaking. Like, how cool is that? Not Mike, the ma- you know, the macho masculine dude who gets the ladies. Like, he loved the funny gay dude. Like, his favorite. Like, that to me was a big deal. 
that just shows, I mean, you never know who's going to be a Bravo fan. You never know who's who's tuning into the show every week. And uh, maybe you could send him my way or tell me what Starbucks to hang out at. If uh, <laughs> I, could, I could use a few <laughs> <Definitely>. coins. <laughs> yeah, I will definitely let you know. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. So speaking of, you mentioned, you know, getting a call, whatever happens, thank you for your time. I want to go back. Yeah. It's It's been a few months now since it was reported that you guys had been canceled after nine seasons. And there was kind of, you know, different news flying around. I know it was on TMZ, who we all know they usually they tend to get it right. Um, can you clear up like what kind of was the process for you? Like, what did you hear from who? Because I know MJ said something about like a, a good phone call. And then obviously there was some, maybe some not so good news. So what was, what was your experience at that time? So my personal experience was that, you know, you always speak with the production company. That's who deals with you. Right. So we had a very weird situation in that we started out with Ryan Seacrest Productions. And when we were there, I felt like a star and I felt like they had this major interest in the success of the show. And then Ryan, he did what he did and we were picked up by someone else on season five. My feelings about the way things were working completely changed at that point. I felt like the stepchild that got inherited by someone that didn't have any vested interest. And my experience, season one through seasons one through four was one way. And then seasons five through nine felt very like, to me, completely different. And I felt it and I, I didn't like it. And so they're the ones who communicated the news and like it's like very very we actually one of my producers hit me up and said hey 
I won't be on season 10, but I'll be back for season 11. And to me, that meant like they talked to her about being available. They gave her dates about being available. We felt like the show was going to start. I was buying clothes for my confessional looks. Golnessa was telling me we'd be shooting for her birthday in November. And this was the summer. And like they got us on this weird Zoom to tell us that there was no news. And then like the news about Dubai dropped. And it was very, like, weird, the whole timing of it. And, like, the inherited company and the Dubai company are one and the same. Mm. And so it felt like we became, like, the stepchildren that they inherited. And, like, there was this new thing that was way better anyway and could potentially, in my brain, be much more profitable. And then a few months later, we got on a Zoom And they were like, there's no news. I'm like, how do you get a bunch of grown people that have dedicated this many years to this thing and be this cold and say there's no news? And then that was in November, January, February, December, January. Three months later, we got on a Zoom and it was like, yeah, well, thank you so much. And mm, sorry. And that was it. It was very blunt and matter of fact. And it was just a random whatever. Like, it didn't feel like there was, you know, after everything that transpired, that mm. in my brain, Dylan, I had thought about what it would be like a million times, a million times. In none of the scenarios did I feel that it would be that monotone and tepid and lackluster and matter of fact right and it was just like okay cool and that was it yeah i would imagine i mean obviously you guys were on for nine seasons which is an amazing success i mean the vast majority of shows would hope for you know a fraction of that but that you would also think that that amount of accomplishment then warrants some kind of like send-off versus just like Yeah, we're never going to talk about that again. (laughs) But also the ratings from our reunion, if you look at them, it also felt like my brain was like, let's talk numbers about season 10. Like I felt like season 10, I never felt like any season was a lock because they never make you feel good. Not from season five to nine anyway, about like the future. They're like, "Eh, if it happens, it happens, you know, these things, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You never feel, I never felt like it was like a team effort, if that Mm. makes sense. I felt like they were like, you know, if it happens for you, great, cool. We got all these other shows we're doing, you know, housewife this, housewife that. And, you know, you guys are like this, you know, we inherited you because Seacrest left. That's how we felt. Yeah, I. it's interesting because I when you talk about the ratings and stuff with season nine, I actually remember when season eight ended, I was a little bit like, I don't know, maybe this has run its course. It was when you and you and MJ were still in such a dark place kind of with each other. And I think that season felt kind of draining to watch. But then season nine. Imagine when, living it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. But then when it came back, I remember watching season nine and I was like, damn, they still got it. Like I was so invested and like all the, you know, 
the stuff at the I thought the reunion was, you know, pretty fire. And so to to for that to kind of be the ending point felt like a real surprise, obviously to you and looking at the ratings and stuff, but just kind of from a story perspective, it was like, oh, I I, I definitely felt like there was more to explore there. And so it's it felt like a strange time to kind of just chop it off. Yeah, it felt the same for me. It was it it didn't like I had a subsequent phone call with one person from over there Mm -hmm. and I finally said all the things that I had felt over the years while like, you know, it was happening and it was very liberating. Like, this is how I really feel. Like, I never felt like you recognize the value of what I was bringing to the table or that was your goal. So my head didn't get big or you wouldn't have to pay me or whatever other reason people try and like, you know, keep their hand on your head and like not let something. I always felt like if I were somewhere else, things might have been better. Yeah, I was thinking about this, that I I think part of the reason your show was, you know, lasted so long. And I think people connected with it so much is because you could tell that it was at its core, an authentic group of friends, and you've known each other for so long. And we watched you go through so many things, breakups, relationships, having kids, you know, stuff, all this stuff. And I think with some shows, maybe they get a little more of a free pass, whereas to go through cast changes and, you know, rough seasons and things, whereas you guys, I mean, the four of you that were on the show the whole time, you were putting in that work for a a decade. And it maybe felt like, I don't know if you were necessarily extended that same grace to kind of like have the growing pains. Yeah, I think that in the end, you may feel like it's your life and you're putting your life into their hands and then they, you know, pass it along and someone else puts it on the air it's work for them, you know, and it's business and you have to be grown. And, you know, it it came the way it came and it was shocking and I didn't like it at all. Like I was lashing out internally. Like, you know, there was a mention in the TMZ thing about this other opportunity. Like I didn't want it. Like I wanted to like be mm. like, no. You know, no, it's not going to be like, okay, this is over, but like do this. I was, I wanted to like go elsewhere and do like, and thrive and try and like do my own thing. Like I felt it didn't, I don't know. It, it didn't go down the way I thought it was go down. It would go down. It didn't feel good. I didn't like it. It just was. Yeah. None of it was the way I thought I would get treated in the end. After everything, all the upfronts I went to, all the times I got on stage, you know, like when Kim Kardashian admittedly said she messed up on the monitor that year when I was at the upfronts and I was on stage, I didn't mess up. Like I knocked it out of the park. And MJ's like, yeah, maybe I would feel more salty if I was their golden boy and I ran around for them the way you did. Mm. But I didn't. You did. You did that. That was your choice. Yeah, I mean, Kim K's out here with her Hulu deal. We got to get we got to get rest of the Hulu deal. <laughs> Literally. 
Spring has sprung, and that means it is time for some spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring ones, make sure you are using Ibotta to get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items, from groceries to beauty supplies to toys, so you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you are purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, a new warm weather bedding set, or a flight for that summer getaway you've been eyeing. Other apps, they give you points that don't amount to much. But with Ibotta, you just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including all your favorite grocery stores, Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying by using the code MENTION when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code MENTION. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code MENTION. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. Speaking of kind of being up on stage and stuff, being at BravoCon in 2019, you had taken a break between season seven and season eight, I think, and it had been kind of a long time and there was no news, but we knew you guys had filmed. And then at BravoCon was the first time they they like surprised us with the trailer for that season. And yeah. the, people were losing their minds in that room. They were It was like a thousand people and everybody was like, oh yeah, like we've been waiting for this. It's back. And I know you were on some panels and stuff at BravoCon and, and like getting the love from the people like that must be something where you, even if you don't feel like you're kind of the favorite child of the network, it must be rewarding to kind of see that people are still connecting with you guys so much. Yeah. I mean, listen, the fan love is so special and BravoCon, I, those panels that I did, I waited for every single person that wanted a picture on every panel that I did. And we didn't need to. And a lot of people didn't. And I looked at those lines and I thought to myself, if I was one of those people in the part of the line from like halfway back and the person didn't wait for me and I I bought a ticket, I showed up, I came to their panel, I sat, I listened, like 100%, like the fan love, the reciprocity, it's, it's all there. Yeah, absolutely. I I think you guys still have a lot of that. And I was excited to see that you and uh, Gigi and MJ are on the list for BravoCon this year, right? So you're going to be there again? How embarrassing, but I'm going to be there. Like, you know, I'm going to be like, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean. I don't know who else to compare myself to that like doesn't have a show but comes to these things. And like the last time I was there, I took a picture with everyone. I had a show in my pocket. It felt good. And now you're there. Your show's not even. You're not only like why. Why did they announce the cancellation when Jeff's show, all these other shows, they don't announce canceling. The show goes away and you don't even know. 
Like when Miami went away, they didn't say the show's canceled. Mm. Like what? Even if they are canceling it, why couldn't you just like, you know, like you can you can hang out with like Jill Zarin and Kim Richards. And totally. Just- <laughs> I think whether or not you have a show in your pocket, I think people will be excited to see you. And um, I think you still have a lot to a lot to contribute. Very sweet. It, it will definitely feel a lot different for me. Like, I'm going to be going like this a lot. But yes. <laughs> um, I am curious to talk about what it's been like the last few months, you know, not kind of having filming, you know, hanging over your head. And specifically, we know there's been a lot going on with Mike. And I'm curious if you've talked to or seen him at all in the last few months. Um, I I have not seen Mike um since we filmed the reunion yeah that sounds I don't, about right i have not i don't i haven't seen mike at all um mike felt under attack when we would film and now i see why like i think maybe there was a lot going on in his space and in his soul and in his head um And I would be worried. You know what I'm saying? Like the things that we find out, like I read the article, I read the thing, you know, it said Mm. about the counts, you know, how many counts there were. And I read what the counts were. And I was surprised when I read it. And And it made me think like, if I were living that way, how would I be on TV? Because I would be so afraid all the time of what is gonna trickle out. Yeah, and I think I've heard Andy Cohen say that it's like whenever you come on one of these shows, you have to come with the expectation that whatever skeletons are in the closet, whatever you're going through behind the scenes, it's going to come out if you stay on the show long enough. And, you know, you guys, like I said, you're this authentic group of friends. You you get into it. You're not one to, you know, sweep things under the rug. And I think it is, it's just tough. Like, yeah, it's it's going to come out there eventually. And, you know, totally. it, it is what it to is. To be honest and transparent she was putting him on blast she was she caught him and she felt some sort of way and she dropped all of the receipts that she had where he had been communicating with other females and stuff because she really felt like she was the actual one that was going to make the difference you know cuz the, they always think that that I'm going to be the one, it won't happen to me, things are going to be different this time. And then when she realized, no, sweetie, this isn't about you, it's about the other person, and it did happen to you, and she got so upset, she dropped those receipts on us. And it's such a hard position to be in. Like, in the real world, there isn't a camera crew there, right? Mm -hmm. You drop the receipts, the friend looks bad in front of his circle, you know, you get outed for being gross and continuing to do that stuff when, you know, you have a lady with two small kids and the shame of it all probably snaps you out of it. And but I think if you as the person then go home and start thinking, wait a minute, she knew I was going to be filming. She dropped this on them to make me look bad, you know, and you start marinating on all that and it makes you feel some sort of way. And right. It's like the, the cameras are the added layer that makes it so you can't just have the conversation and then move on. You have to think about 
everybody being aware that there's filming and then what you're going to say in your confessional chair. And then you have to talk about it at the reunion after you've watched the episodes. And there's no kind of easy way out when you're faced with a situation like that if you're on the show. No easy way. And when you're trying to be a good friend, it looks like you're trying to out them or you're trying to do this. Or it, it's such a complex and complicated position to be in, to navigate it. And then there's a group of people that are documenting it, you know, and they want a continuation of the things that have been discussed. And we're getting paid. Mm-hmm. We're on TV. So it's like, it's so complex. Yeah. And that's when you end up with the, you know, the spoof text messages story, and like all of this stuff that it's like. My iCloud, the best one to me still, Steve Jobs, rest in peace, the iCloud getting hacked. Uh, that uh-huh. was the best because I watch investigative discoveries. True crime is my like secret, like passion. I've seen the FBI have to get subpoenas to crack into iPhones and the cloud because you can't do it so the fact that his was cracked i mean (laughs) he should buy a lottery ticket yeah look i love destiny but i don't know if she's you know miss hacker supreme over here with the icloud password (laughs) no no I do love seeing recently, it seems on social media, like the rest of you guys have been doing well. I saw, I loved seeing that you and MJ and Destiny were all at Golnessa's uh, event for her lingerie line recently. With the rest of you, what has it been like, you know, these last few months? How's everyone getting along? You know. Everyone gets along amazingly well. Dylan, there's a really funny story. We were trying to plan a get-together, and MJ was being really slick. She said, are you guys around? Let's do a hangout from 7 to 10 on a Tuesday night. And Golnessa and I are like, let's make it during the day. Like, let's do, like, a rosé day. Well, let's do, like, Reza's house, by the pool. Let's do it during the day, like, 7 to 10, like... It turns out she was trying to get us to go with her to the uh, Tom and Sandy, Schwartz and Sandy's <laughs> open, the Schwartz and Sandy bar opening where cameras were going to be present for their season 10, which we didn't get. And I felt crusty and salty, like bitter, like it should have been me. And this bitch is trying to get me to go there. I'm like, no, girl, I can't not because i don't want to go and support them i support them on instagram but show up my show got canceled and people are going to watch me on tv at the event with no show and what are they going to write like tom's friend recipe like i went from how so i was having like this existential crisis in my head and this bitch is trying to hustle me to go with her <laughs> that is that sounds like MJ to a T. She's like, no, 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 it'll be chill. It'll be chill. I heard there might be totally. like one, one or two ch- cameras. They're not even really filming. <laughs> there, there was like one camcorder. It wasn't even re- they were using iPhones. It wasn't even a real filmed event. It wasn't a tent pole. <laughs> I respect your decision not to not to go to that shit because I there is always that thing on Bravo when it's like somebody pops up in the background and it's like. Oh, like they they didn't get, even get a mic. Like, you know, it's it's always like, oh, that's Dude, tough. I'm not that guy. I'm going to be like, I'm going to move somewhere far away 
And if people recognize me and they're like, aren't you the guy from that show? I'm like, mm, get it all the time. It's not me. <laughs> I do think, though, I've been talking recently about, you know, we love Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. They're putting the women together from the different shows. I want them to start doing this with a people other than housewives. And I feel like you would be a natural fit to go hang out with some other Bravo celebrities, you know, on a nice free vacation. I mean, there's... I always think to myself, someone over there one day might think, hmm, like I literally went to quad during early seasons of Married to Medicine. Quad mm. came here and I was at a thing. They cut around you. They didn't even realize people can understand how it happens. You become friends. And it like right. it, one day, I think maybe somewhere over there will think, hmm. Are there other people here other than housewives? We did have some other people here. Maybe we should know housewives. <laughs> no, we got to get, you know, some of you guys and maybe some family karma, some married to medicine. You know, Southern we got to get charm. Yeah, we got to get know. you on a vacation. <laughs> yeah, I'll hold my breath. Other than Miss Quad, who else would you want to hang out with? Who, who are some of your favorites from the other shows? I mean... I love most people from other shows. And then there's some that I can't stand. So there's there's a handful that I can't stand. The rest, I would be so down to like hang with. Okay, anybody? Uh, do you want to name some names? Or are we? <laughs> I mean, listen, like, you know, if they were doing like, you know, I don't know. Some of the ones that are not that nice. Some of the ones that come across maybe less inclusive, you know, mm. some of the housewives that seem, you know, very uh, leaning in this direction. <laughs> and this is my hand that I it, and I'm this handed, you know, the ones that are okay. very like, you know how they really feel about you. They might be smiling like Russell's my gay friend. Uh -huh. And then when they're voting, they might be like, mm. OK, <laughs> <laughs> message received. And I, I don't blame you. I think there are um, I you know, we could put together a fun a fun group for you, though, where, where you would feel. Yes. Safe. Oh, and I would. <laughs> I would thrive. Listen, I went head to toe with, you know, or toe to toe rather with Nini about like some, you know, something that was on my chest at that Dorinda many doorbells watch what happens live and we squashed it. So, yes, I, I even like hanging out with some of the ones that, you know, rub me the wrong way. But when you become less inclusive, I start realizing like, oh, we fundamentally have issues with one another. Absolutely. And I think, you know, obviously watching reality TV, sometimes you just want to be entertained. But then when you've been in this world for so long, it's like you have to find those people that are are actually going to be, you know, who you want to be letting into your life and who you're going to be spending time with. And you totally know. they've gotten rid of people that were on, you know, one of the most successful shows and some of their tweets or whatever it was from their past came back to bite them in their rear and they got the boot you know so if you're super open about your feelings you know luckily 
they take a stand. But mm-hmm. you got to be real, <laughs> like, blunt about your feelings. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, who, who knows what, who's what, how those decisions are being made or, you know, who's getting a season 10. It seems to be uh, up in the air sometimes. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, Reza, it has been so nice chatting with you. Thank you so much for taking Such the time. A pleasure. Absolutely. And honestly, I do want to leave it on a super positive note. The lifestyle has been amazing. I've had a lot of like personal growth and life is fantastic. Yes, I feel salty about Shaw's, but other than that, life is beautiful. So the silver lining is everything other than that part is amazing. Well, that I love to hear. You look great. You sound great. And thank I, you so much. I I will see you at BravoCon in October and make sure you feel very uh, loved and appreciated. <laughs> You're so cute. Thank you so much. I can't wait to see you there. Of course. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Batches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a Wildberry Splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.